0: Hello, this is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza Podcast, and I am so excited to have Nellie Harden with me here today. Thank you, Nellie, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Nellie, she is a family life and leadership coach. She was called to help families by stepping into their story, uncovering their wants, needs and developing a path forward to empower them to be the author of the adventure that they have always wanted during this precious window. She does this by building a strong foundation of self-led discipline and leadership for children that they can then take and launch their lives and unique successes from. Well, that sounds wonderful to me. (laughs) Thank you, thank (laughs) you. Let's help people do this with their kids. And um, there's so, I have so many questions for you, but I'd like to start with what inspired you to become a family life and leadership coach? Ah, oh, that is a loaded question, you know, well, I am a
1: mom, of course, you know, and I have four kids who are now, as of yesterday, between the age of age, of, we celebrate, there we go. We celebrate, uh, four birthdays, October in this family. And so we just had that, uh, and it we <laughs> yesterday and I survived. Oh my! Gosh. I was like planked out on the couch afterwards, but I was like, I'm caked out. I'm ice creamed out. I am oh, birthdayed out. Like everything, I'm one of those birthdays too. So it was just kind of funny. But anyway, oh my so gosh, yesterday, yes, I have four kids between 12 and 16. And, oh my gosh! <laughs> um, so it's you know, there's a lot in there. The middle to are twins, and um, so it's it's just kind of fun and going into uh, life and leadership training. Was really just born out of my own experiences, like anything, right? And so, I we had a massive transformational event happen to us in in 2010. And without getting in too much detail, my husband was sick and needed surgery. We didn't know if he was going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, young 30s, and he was uh, he had cardiac issues, and we didn't know if he was going to make it. And so, that's very eye opening to sit yes. in a, a waiting room with four kids, four and under, not knowing if my husband's going to make it or not. And, um, and then five weeks after that, which spoiler alert, he made it, but five weeks after that, um, one of my twins had a massive drowning accident and, um, and we almost lost her. And uh, so it was just such those five weeks right there were such a pivot for us. And, um, I started my own business and helping people, uh, couple years later. And I was just helping families. My heart has just always been with families because I do believe that if you can change and better the family, you can change the world. And because you ask any parent, anything, any adult, anything, and it's like, well, when I was a kid, dot, dot, dot. Right. So if we can get in there and if we can uh, like, uh, maneuver and massage that childhood experience, to set them up for success, we can change the world, and so um, I was just—I was just so uh, touched by that for my own life, uh, for my kids, and you know, I always have that, <laughs> that thought in my head, like how can I avoid my kid sitting on a, you know, on a therapist couch later going, my mom, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, it might happen anyway, probably will. But I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to like avoid that, but also build them. I'm not going to be like the, you know, I give you everything because that'll end you up on a therapist couch just as much. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I had a very big self um, development process that went on and mm. leadership is just uh, something that has always been curious to me and always been very intriguing to me because you can be a leader of a family. You can be a leader of yourself. You can be a leader of the world. You could be a leader of whatever, yeah. but it always requires that inner compass inside of you. So developing that. In our kids, change the world. So that's why I do what I do.
0: Well, I love what you do, and I love your stories. And before I move on, your husband and your daughter are okay, correct? Yes,
1: everyone <laughs> is good and okay. And yeah, my husband. Uh, it would turned out to be like a four year endeavor that uh, we went oh, through. It was, this, it was this. It, it was a lot, but, and then my daughter, we had to watch her for like a year, um, for neurological signs, but I mean, both of them just, uh, you know, miracles and really just dipping into, um, wellness. And that was, uh, my first point of leadership and helping families was to be a leader of your own wellness journey. So,
0: oh, well, I'm so glad that they're okay. And I'm so sorry that you went through two hugely traumatic events, um, it definitely has helped other families because now you're helping others. So there's the silver lining, right?: Yes, there's always a silver lining. Yes. So your podcast is called, well, your project is called the 65, do you say 6570? Is that what you yeah. should say? The 6570 yeah. family project. So yeah. I mean, I took a deep dive to find out what on earth that <laughs> meant because I was so, I'm so fascinated. So tell everyone what that means and how you came up with that title. Yeah. So
1: that uh 6570, 6,570, that is how many days are in 18 years. And in doing leadership and life coaching for families, it takes intention, which means waking up every day and saying, okay, how can I How can I serve today? How can I move forward today? How can we build today, right? And so um, that 6,570 days, that's our runway toward adulthood for our kids. Mm. And so that's the project, right? We as parents, we are literally architects of the beginning of someone else's life. And so we are planning and we are designing and we are overseeing and we are building the beginning of someone else's life that everything else they do is going to be based from. So if we're the architects and we're designing this, then our greatest project is this mm. 6,570 days. So the 6570 family project.
0: Brilliant. I mean, so brilliant. I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> is that an address? <laughs> Got 6570 from. And I was like, so it's so intriguing though that people are gonna find you and be like, I have to find out what that means. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so you call yourself, and I love this so much. You call yourself the happy Hardens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell everyone why that is, because this is great. <laughs> you know. We just set the in- yeah. So that's our last
1: name and happy Uh It was actually a name given to us a while ago <laughs> because we smile a lot. We Aww. do. And we go around and we're, you know, we're just a happy bunch, but I always want to tell people it's not because we're happy all the time or that we don't see what's happening in the world. It goes back to that silver lining, right? Like do you want do do we want to go through life just down and frustrated and angry or are we choosing to find the joy and so that's why really that we are the happy hardens and we've you know we've had that hashtag for gosh, decade plus now. And, um, you know, people see us in town and everything. They're like, oh, the Happy Hardens. I've had letters addressed to me, you know, to the Happy Hardens. And it's so funny. And I I love love it. it. But it's because we choose to see that joy with intentionality, not because we're just, you know, living with unicorns and rainbows. So... (laughs)
0: A hundred percent. I literally just posted that we're training our brain to find what we want to find. Yes. Right. And I want to find joy. That's what I want to find. Right. (laughs) So give us a tip. You talk about moving from parent led discipline to self-led leadership with our kids. And that is like one of your huge platforms. Can you teach us a little bit, how can we move in that direction? Absolutely. So it really is this spectrum
1: of um of discipline that happens there. And so, you know, side note, I was an uh, well, I, I, I was a science major, so biology, psychology, I work in spectrums, right? And so um, anyway, so when I developed the discipline spectrum, it really was just so natural to understand that, when our kids are born, we're really in this parent-led discipline uh, um, zone, right? Because that is when And by the way, the discipline that we are talking about here, we're not talking about consequences, right? We're taught where, you know, you do something and you uh, go to your room or what have you, right? Those are consequences. What we're talking about is developing discipline. And discipline, Jim Rohn's definition of it is my favorite. And that is the bridge between goal and accomplishment, right? And so when our kids are small, small, right, we are going, we are giving them a directive, right, why don't you go clean the room, or clean your playroom or whatever, and then you go and do it with them, and then you celebrate with them. So you are giving the goal, you are walking through the bridge of action, and you are celebrating that accomplishment with them. Well when by the time they leave home, like we don't want to be the ones that have to go through that, like give them the goal, walk through the bridge of action and celebrate with them every time. I will celebrate, you know, until the cows come home, but you need to be able to recognize an issue, devise a plan and walk through that bridge of action. And that's what we want. You know, that's what adults need to be able to do. And the soon, if they could leave home with that, that would be amazing, right? Instead of, Instead of this uh, you know, the 20s and slash 30s and slash 40s, you know, or or beyond being this like uh, minefield that you walk through and you're like, oh, that didn't work, oh that didn't work right because you're trying to figure it out. And yeah. so um, yeah, setting our kids up for success in that way. So Yeah, we go from uh, parent-led discipline to parent discipline, which is this consequence zone that I'm talking about. Um, So self-discipline and parent discipline are this dance that we play for many years and take up the bulk of our parenting, uh, parenthood, childhood um, uh, groove that we do, right? And that is uh, you ask them to do something and they either do it, which is great. (laughs) They have the discipline to do it and then they have an accomplishment or you tell them to do something and they don't do it and then there's a consequence, right? Because, and not because, uh, you know, consequences shouldn't come out of frustration. They all, they sometimes can accompany frustration, but they shouldn't come out of frustration, right? Um, But this whole uh, parent discipline with consequences versus self-discipline where you are setting yourself up. And I remember for me, I was a foodie when I still am a foodie. I mean, let's be honest, but I was a big foodie when I was a kid too. And I remember this one time, I think it was like circa fifth grade. So ancient times. Right. And we are, uh, sitting there and my mom's like, you can have a little Debbie tonight. Little Debbie and I were like besties. And so, um, I, I was like, okay, and then I was like, I'm going to have it at eight o'clock, and she's like, all right, so we're sitting there, we're watching a show, that was like our how our family bonded for sure, we're watching a show, and it was like 7.58, it was like 7.59, my mom's like watching me, and it was stroke of eight o'clock, I got up, and I got that little Debbie, and she was like, wow, you really like held out. And I was like, I said it was going to be eight o'clock and I was going to, you know, it was going to be eight o'clock. And so I, that memory always like pops into my head of like first inklings of that self-led discipline that I was having. And it involves
0: little Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good memory. I'm impressed <laughs> that you waited until eight <laughs> but- o'clock.
1: But trying to help our kids understand when you give that, so to your point, um, how parents can do this is when you give that consequence, have a discussion about it, right? It's not just, oh, they messed up again. Here's the consequence and keep going back and forth and back and forth in this power struggle, right? There needs to be a conversation that happens there. Ask the question. So why did you make this choice? You know, why are you thinking, what story are you telling yourself right now that made you make this decision? Mm, Right. Good question. And just wait, you need to just be quiet and wait, be okay with the silence. And they will eventually answer. One time my, one of my daughters was not speaking. She was just being that stubborn. She probably gets that from me. Mm -hmm. She's being so stubborn. We were sitting on a driveway. We were staying at someone's house. And I was like, you know what? I am totally willing to sit right here. The moon was beautiful. And we're gonna sit right here on this driveway until we talk through this. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready to hear it, you know? I was like, and just be vulnerable and open enough that if they do have some constructive or maybe not so constructive because they're speaking in the heat of the moment, criticism of you, just listen and take it in and digest it. And then repeat back to them what you're hearing, right? Because we all have these perspectives that we're seeing and, and feeling and going through life with. So when someone tells you something, they they are probably saying it in a different way than you're hearing it. So that's why these conversations are so vital to go back and forth with, well, what I'm hearing is, well, that's not exactly what I'm saying. Okay, well, can you give me more clarification on that? And you guys, it doesn't matter if they're five years old, you can talk to them like this, right? Yes. You don't have to baby the babies. You can speak to them this way and give them honor and respect of being a human on their way to adulthood. And when we can do that, ah, doors open. They just, they, they fling open for us. And so, yes, conversations, asking questions, waiting, listening, and responding, that's always going to be the way to go. And when you're going through the spectrum.
0: Such good advice. I I, we start start to see a shift where we don't have to tell them to even do things we start to see them doing it on their own so that's when yes. we know right that's when we know they're starting to get it that's a praise day right there <laughs> I, I wish i could remember what my son did the other day and i was i looked at my husband and i was like oh, did you just see that like he's growing up <laughs> You know, and we just,
1: so, um, my twins turned 14 and my youngest turned 12, like I said, on the last couple of days. And, um, when they have birthdays too, like, that's a good conversation to have with them. Like, wow, you know, you are 14 now. Like that is a big deal, you know, old. Yes, and and just really giving them that respect and honor of how many years they've been here. Like, what have you really learned in these last, you know, twelve years uh, for their younger sister and everything? So, what have you learned? You know, what are you going to apply that to this year? And just just being curious about that and asking them questions, which makes them think. And critical thinking is so vital to our kids today. And it's kind of going down the going down the tubes. And it's up to us as parents to really, you know, raise up that pedestal of critical thinking by asking them questions. So.
0: I I needed to write down all of those questions. Let's hope I remember them. (laughs) Good thing it's recorded. (laughs) Oh, yes. Hello. I can go listen to it. (laughs) It's been a long day. That's all. Okay, let's move to homeschooling because I'm always, I'm fascinated by homeschooling. (laughs) I'm impressed with you. I'm fascinated. Tell us how (laughs) you have no idea. Tell us how you decided to move to this and how you're able to be successful with it.
1: Uh, okay. So, you know, I will first start off with saying my husband and I are both like public school kids through and through. Never even, I don't even know if I ever heard of homeschooling except for right. like watching Little House on the Prairie, no. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and they got out of homeschooling pretty soon and went all- over to the one room school, right? A schoolhouse. Yes. Um, so for us, it really was born out of this necessity that we had been trying many different schooling types for our kids um, I just generally work with our kids and I always had, and I, to what we were just saying, I speak to them, right. And I have conversations with them, even when they were small. And we did sign language because that was, I'm terrible at foreign languages. So sign language was my, um, foreign language in college. Thank the Lord. And so anyway, I did, uh, sign language with them and they were able to understand that. And my point is, by the time my oldest daughter was two, she was reading. And I was like, Okay, so what do we do with this? This is cool. What? And wait, and, what? Yeah. And so I I took her to some preschools and she got kicked out because they were like, um, so there's nothing we can really do with her. And I was like, Okay, great. Now what do I do? Like every normal, quote unquote, normal pathway that I knew was like being slammed, the door was being slammed in my face. Aww because my kid could read or do this or that. And, you know, she had three siblings coming up under her. And, um, so anyway, long story short, we tried the private, we tried the Montessori, we tried the public, we did this and that. And, um, it was really just getting to a point because we couldn't afford four private school tuitions. That was insane, you Mm -hmm. know, and, um, our kids were being sent to the library for hours at a time for free read because they, were already, you know, through whatever books they had in there. And I was like, okay, well, I, I noticed her curiosity and her, her stamina in learning was starting to plateau. And I was like, oh, that's the last thing I want. Like this kid is so curious and it's so fun. She wants to explore and investigate things. And I want that to keep going up. And so that's why we started looking into homeschooling. And I was as green as green could be when it came to it, right? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be like the world's worst. And all, I, every fear that, you know, someone could have, I had. Um, but we moved from Indiana to North Carolina in uh, 2015. And I was like, well, if we're going to do it, now seems like a good time. And because they, it would be a new school district anyway, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, we'll give it a year. And then that year came and went, and I loved it, and they were thriving. And I was like, okay, let's give it another year. And we really went year by year. Now we're in year seven um, of this uh, endeavor. And what I've loved about it is that um, we can have those conversations, those ancillary conversations when we're going along and make connections to life and, and all of this, like we were doing a, um, we're, we're learning about the history of science right now. And I was teaching this morning and there was some words that came up from a vocab lesson that we did a few weeks ago. And we were able to make that fun connection and, and talk about a show that we had watched ages ago, um, that had, you know, this, uh, character in it from ancient Greece. And, and it was, uh, the good place. I love the good place. I think it's so funny. And, um, it had some of these characters from ancient Greece in It because Chidi was talking to them. Anyway, it was just so funny. We're like, oh, look at all all these things. So it's those conversations, right? And more so when they're having problems with something or issues or challenges with something, we know about it, first of all, Mm. and we can nip it in the bud right there, right? So if there's any sort of dishonesty happening or there is insecurities happening or there's perfectionism happening, those are all things that we can... Get a handle of before they've spun out of control and we never even knew it. So,
0: yeah, it's been amazing. So many things I didn't. I knew there were so many benefits, but you just listed a bunch of stuff that I didn't even think about. (laughs) My, I will tell you, my friends and I will talk about this, and then we laugh because we have never pulled the trigger. Because I, I, I'm laughing at you because I think I would be a terrible teacher. And so what I want to ask you, just knowing my friends to someone who's like afraid to take this leap, like, what can you say to them to try this? Honestly, what really got me over
1: the hump because, and I'll say I do, people look at from the outside and they're like, oh, you must have so much patience. I'm like, "Mm -mm." I'm shaking my head for those of you listening right now. I like big shakes in my head. No, like I do not have patience, just ask my kids. And um, so yes, you don't need patience. You don't need, you know, to be a saint. You don't need to be a professor. You don't need to be any of this. You just need to be able to talk to your kids, right? And who knows them better than you do? So just talk to them and relate to them and learn. It's so fun. I've loved learning along the way, but one person uh, who I did not even know that well at all, We happened to be standing outside of the public school before we made this decision. And she had homeschooled for just a a year or two. And then they came back and she said, you know, it wasn't exactly a a perfect fit for us, but I'm so glad we did it. And I was like, okay, tell me more, tell me more, you know? And she was like, you know what? It just comes down to later on, if you ever look back and say, you know, I kind of wish I would have tried it just to see what it was like for myself and for the kids. If you ever feel like that's going to be a question for you, do it. And Mm. I was like, okay. (laughs) Are you sure? You know? And I was like, okay. So I, and I knew that might be a question for me down the line. If we kept going down the path that we were on, would I ever question? I wonder what it would have been like. And so we tried it. And now I don't have to answer or ask that question later on. So, That was really the turning point for me. After months and months and months of research, it took this stranger just
0: randomly telling me that one thing that pushed me over the edge. Isn't that interesting? Well, I give you so much credit. I can't believe you've been doing it for seven years. You have no (laughs) idea. I'm blown away. Blown away. So you talk about so many things. Like I said, I have so many questions. I could talk to you all day. How can we show up more for our children?
1: Oh, I think the key to showing up showing up for our kids in every way is vulnerability. I think Ooh. it comes down to being vulnerable in our conversations and our stories from our past um, so that they can grow from them. Um, they don't have to repeat the same, you know, mistakes that we did or go on uh, and do any of that. We if we can be vulnerable in our conversations in every way possible. I think that is truly the key to bringing connection, to definitely communication, right? To growth, all of that can be found in just some vulnerability. And that's what causes us to uh, to have our inner compass and be that leader within us too.
0: Oh, I love that answer so much. How do you think we can be better with our time to feel less overwhelmed? Because I know you, this I know you're good at this.
1: <laughs> time, time, time. So, I have wasted uh, more time than I care to admit, and I have used, I, I have, uh, you know, spent time and all of this. And it really comes down to using time. And what's so fascinating to me is right now I am busier than I've ever been, yet. Somehow, I also feel like I have more free time uh, than I ever have before. And what I mean by that is, when I do have free time, I am truly free. So, like Sundays, mm-hmm. I'm truly free. Right? Um, at night, between six and nine, we are truly free, and it's because we scheduled it. And yes. I said between, you know, this time and this time, we are done. Nothing else is on our plates. We are just, you know, with ourselves as a family. And when I can look at. I didn't know that all day Sunday and then, uh, between six and nine during, you know, during the weeks. And, uh, then we have some Saturday time in there too. I mean, we're spending like 20 quality plus hours a week. And back when I wasn't so busy, but I felt like I was always busy. I don't know if I had two quality hours a week that I was spending, you know, because it really takes dropping all of that out of your head and being like, nope, it's on the schedule. And right now, my only my only thing I'm supposed to be doing right now is being with all of you, and it's great. Every day we take a walk as a family. It's like a I don't know mile mm-hmm. mile and a half walk or so. And we walk the dogs, and that is our catch up time every day. And that is that's our golden time right there. Time to take you know time to go for the walk, and we all go and we all catch up on our days, and then that's the launch to our evening, but, um, but yeah, just schedule it. And if something pops into your mind during that, just write it down. Like you just have a piece of paper, whatever, just write it down and then forget about it. Right. You could get to that later. As long as it's scheduled somewhere, then you're good to go. Right. But schedule your free time.
0: That is such good advice. And I'm so jealous. I'm going to go tell my kids. My husband and I walk our dog all the time and they never want to come. And I'm oh. like, I'm like, come with us. And they're like, uh
1: yeah, yeah. You're no, a- I mean, sometimes they don't want to for sure. But then it became such a special time for us. And And just going around our neighborhood, we love where we live. And it's, yeah, that's just where we all catch up with each other and ask how the days are going and have our little conversations and stuff. So yeah, yeah.
0: I love that ritual. I love that you have that. You have so many things to offer families. You have the Family Successful Vault. You have the Family Leadership Academy. Tell everyone about this good stuff.
1: Oh my goodness. So yeah. And right now um, the vault is actually under renovation because I am making it even bigger, better for everybody. I'm so excited about it. Um, But yeah, so I serve people uh, through many different avenues. I have the uh, Family Architects Club, which is our community, and that is a club for parents um, that is, uh, if especially if your kids are between like 9 and 17, any parent uh, is welcome, but it's especially formulated, if you will, um, for parents that have kids 9 to 17. It's really that awesome. middle school, high school time when those conversations are really coming to fruition, the back and forth conversations anyway. And then, um, yes, I have the Family Leadership Academy, which is my uh, my coaching and uh, life coaching program for families. It's phenomenal. Um, and then I also have a VIP day in case you're like, you know what, my schedule looks just, you know, uh, uh, spread thin and I can't do that. I have a VIP day that I can do with families as well. And so we can get in there and I can give you a six month implementation and intention plan just Absolutely. in one day. And so, um, yeah, we have, we have great resources for people and masterclasses, discipline hackers, all sorts of stuff out there for you and everything can be found on my
0: website. So, yep. that okay, So, Oh, wait, you just said it. So say oh, it sorry. again. Tell, tell everyone where to find you. I was just um, going to ask you that. <laughs> I like to.
1: I'm a simple girl. I love simplicity, right? Uh, yeah. Keep, sim, keep it super simple. So yes, yes, everything can be found on my website. And even the community, the um, Family Architects Club, you can uh, link to from there. So it's nellyharden.com, N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N, NellieHarden.com.
0: Well, I absolutely knew that I was going to love talking to you. I was right. (laughs) Oh, thank (laughs) you. So thank you so much for being here with me
1: today. I really appreciate it. Oh, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This is Rebecca Green reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode